1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of our twice weekly podcast. I'm Tom Shanklin.
3: I'm David Flatman. Hello.
2: Hello, um, David Flatman. Who needs a new computer? I may add. I don't know. Well, you reset it a lot. Is all I'm saying. Okay. I've got a. I've got a 2014 MacBook Air. What? I can't remember that year. Sort of than mm. my dad.
3: I did have a go on a new, brand new MacBook Air last week, and it was, very, very different. Do you from still have mine. Like,
2: floppy disks that you put Are you sort of plug into the side?
3: Yeah. Do you know what do you know what they get you with though, boy? You get a new one and it doesn't accept the old chargers, You've got new chargers.
2: Yeah, you got thund, you got thunderports I think they're called.
3: They're always bringing out new chargers, fella. Yeah, but you can get
2: adapters that are really cheap to fit into a USB um go into a thunderport but have sort of three or four USB connections. So Okay. okay. It's not all doom and gloom, mate. I tell you oh, that boy. now, but maybe that should be your first purchase when you're back working, all right?
3: I've been thinking about um, getting a headset what? for our pods. A headset, like a Janet Jackson what? mic.
2: Like a call centre? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, um, is it annoying you holding up the mic to your mouth? I think it'd
3: look Joe Wicks. I think it'd look Joe Wicks. No, I'm just always looking to move the game on, fella. You know what I'm like.
2: That's fine, mate. But when you speak, I want you to hold the mic like Janet and Brittany do. Yeah, and you got to. And I'm currently topless. Yeah, and I want you moving around. I want you doing like a box step, or a grapevine, Mm. Mm.
3: and the water hose pipe thing, whatever it's called, the sprinkler. I don't know what they call
2: it. Yep, it's called the sprinkler. The worm.
3: Hey, hey, getting on, fella?
2: All right, all right. I mean, the news of three more weeks locked up. Um, You know, hit me, hit me for six. Hit me for five and a half. Not quite six. Did it. A little bit, yeah. I was expecting some positive news, but we're obviously hitting the peak, aren't we, at the moment? So yeah. it's the right call. But I'll tell you what I have improved on, mate, and that is my hellos. When I go oh, really? out for a walk in the morning with my little one-year-old or the kids or just on my own, I am, I'm brilliant at hellos and I do different hellos. You know, sometimes I'll do a, a quiet sort of Johnny Wilkinson, Lee Halfpenny hello, like hello. Hello. Um, sometimes I'll sort of nod the head with a sharp hello. And other times yeah. I might do a ho oh, ho ho hello. Uh, call out the flatman. Yeah. And ruffle him up. And the dogs, you know, just.
4: Oh, Amazing. look at him. Look at. Oh, God. The boy or a
2: girl. She's beautiful. 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 Boy or girl. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, I'm bearing it really well at the moment. Um, I'm doing a good job. That's good.
3: Um, I'm actually writing a long overdue column which i'm just writing for myself um on the different greeters and non-greeters you meet on walks mm. um tomorrow while my kids are doing homeschooling and um because i've got an inset day today because so i've only had three weeks off school so need an inset day today obviously um yeah. so to right uh yeah i know so one of them one of them is going to be the fake laugh greeter which is <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah what's the joke I walk past him and think, "What was the joke? Are you laughing at me?" Or, oh, uh, "It's like the nervous guy." in Alan Partridge used to get in the yes. lift. Yes, <laughs> uh. Why are you laughing? Don't understand.
2: Just looks Don't at him understand. weirdly, doesn't he? They're in the yeah. lift, he's like, <laughs> "Don't understand. What are you doing?" Uh, All yeah. oh, right, you're doing a column on that, are you? Yeah, only for me though. You probably string out ten thousand words, no problem.
3: I got nowhere to put it. I should. I should send these things somewhere. Two
2: stories, Didn't ten thousand words. Good.
3: Yeah, not very. I'm not very concise in as a rule, as you know, Tommy.
2: Um, but yeah, so do you know what I'm doing. Do you know what I'm doing
3: after this pod. to you know tell you, yeah. Um, I'm going to do uh, some squats, and, squats and bench in the back garden.
4: Have you got a rack
2: for your bench?
3: Yeah, brilliant. Then I'm going to do uh, prep some savoy cabbage and pancetta for my din din's. Then I'm going to go for a walk.
2: So you're just having pancetta and cabbage for dinner, yeah? You've got to, you've got to be having something else. Like no, I've some
3: vegetables with it, and that with a nice bit of um, Richard a the baker. Nice bit of his sourd toasted sourdough.
2: Are lunch. you um? Are you off meat for I a g- bit? No, I go I go
3: veggie quite a few days. I just don't don't go on about
2: it. Well, you do because you tweet everything you eat, so don't go on about it. Um, you have you ever been clapped as as the whole stand in Lords ever stopped and just clapped you? When you've gone to the cricket, no, oh, it's a shame.
3: Has that ever happened to you? No. Do you know? No. Do you know anyone that's ever happened to?
2: Jamie Roberts. What? Yeah, yeah. When? Um, two thousand and nine. Post tour. His words. His words. The whole stand just stopped. They stopped. They stopped watching cricket, and they just clapped him. You know, a long clap as well, more than a yeah. longer than a Thursday clap yeah non-stop uh, a few whoops lots of pats on the back and um eventually about i think it was must have been about 90 minutes later they restarted the cricket
3: the players stopped as well did they and yeah. turned around and clapped mm. wow yeah.
2: like That's remembrance amazing. sunday it was um just so you know as well as 35 more claps till christmas so <laughs> positive spin on it you know what I'm, um, like- I'm
3: going to level with you now i've done a cu- i keep missing the claps <laughs> Set your alarm. I'm, sitting, I'm sitting in my i in my sitting room like what's that noise oh shh leg <laughs> it outside and finish off a quick clap well no guys I just I never know what day it is
2: oh, is everyone listening to the pod no that's no, not that it
3: can't be that oh no no they they're just watched the Lions it. 2009 rerun yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're just clapping for that <laughs> they just watched the cricket test in Lords in 2009 yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw you did your 5k run well yeah. done you...
3: you notice I didn't post a time of course I did you know that yeah I went with the kids mate
2: I can't run so I'm not sure what to do and I've been nominated by like four people now
3: why do you think I nominated you
2: um
3: because so because know you can't do it
2: yeah well that and you what you know you don't have that many sort of close friends on your network That's it. That's none it. in the circle of trust anyway no way um so yeah I th- can I row it yeah. Is that acceptable? That's what, I, that's what I thought you'd do. Yeah, and I thought about that the other day then, but I thought... It's quite a long way, that. It is a long way. I'm much better on intervals, rowing.
3: Just do a 5k, mate.
2: I don't Surely think it's quicker I can than running a 5k. It. That's the problem. Is it quicker than running it? I think like 500 metres is like my max distance. Like Usain Bolt, you know, he'll mm. the training that he does for his 100, 200, I can't see him running over sort of 400 metres. Can you? No, no. Speed, endurance, and no. You know, I'm in that bracket as well. Mm. So,
3: I know. I did. I I nominated Dylan Hartley, and I got a very abusive message back. Actually, how long five k gonna
2: take on the rower as well? Like, you know, if you eight say you did eight minutes for two k, which is like seven minutes. It's gonna take twenty minutes then. Yeah,
3: (sighs) just budget for half an hour and chill out. No right, it's not a rush.
2: I wonder if I can do, sort of twenty on twenty off. Smash five Alex Brown did quite a good time, mind. Yeah, but massive levers, a lot of weight. Yeah, but he'd man, run out he of chain. Fifteen years out. at lock, he'd run out of chain on the rower with a with his long pulls. I bet you. Yeah, he would. Especially the ones that sort of go all the way forward, then all the way back, and then pull up to their chin. Yeah. Mm. All right, well, I'll, maybe I'll take the kids. And
3: that's just an excuse. It's a good, you look like a great dad. You look like a hero. You still raise the same amount or donate the same amount of money you need to raise the same amount of awareness. And you don't actually, like I finished yesterday. And yes, my baseball cap was a bit sweaty, but otherwise, I wasn't tired. The thing that made because me laugh kids... was
2: that everyone sort of holds up five fingers and puts um, who they're nominating in their fingers. But because you've got such short, small, stumpy hands, yeah. You can do it. Just...
3: I also wouldn't quite know how to do that on Instagram stories. I'm not good enough yet.
2: Well, you're a bright bloke, mate. It's not difficult. I, don't I did a couple of stories, didn't I? Hey, uh, you've improved. I know. Coming After you on. asked me to post one, I said, I'm not your staff. Do it yourself. You've, God, you've come on.
3: Things are going well, aren't they?
2: You are sort of MVP. Yeah.
3: At the moment. Um, I'm trying to master all the blooming. Um, home learning stuff for the kids at the moment it is it's not a minefield It's a lot of tech and links and video calls and Mm. microsoft teams downloading apps and logging in and creating accounts there's a lot of that stuff going on at the moment
2: yeah well we're on freud at the moment me and my my kids so what's that um we're also going through uh, lord of the rings lord of the flies should i say what the book yeah god mm. that's the level we're at it's pretty intense I'm slash gangster granny not really, yeah. mate. Spears. not really yeah um there's a load of stuff on cbb's i think on the bbc bbc bite, oh, bite size
3: bite size stuff yeah there's and there's loads of new stuff coming on Looks sounds amazing mm. david attenborough is like doing nature lessons and stuff is he yeah danny dyer is doing um henry the eighth <laughs> True story. True story. <laughs> I've There's seen, loads of cool stuff on there.
2: I've seen a, a documentary about him um, going back to sort of the Henry VIII era before. Oh, was, he's just funny, mate. Like he's got funny bones in him. <laughs> have you, know, you seen it, the, the when he's trying on to WhatsApp? be serious.
3: Have you ever have you heard the Danny Dyer thing uh, version of Alexa? No. Oh, and it's very very good. It's going around a WhatsApp. I'll try. I'll dig, I'll dig it out and send it to you. But it's like it's like Alexa only. Danny Dyer answers back and swears a lot. Very, very funny. You're right. He's just a funny man.
2: I'll have a go at that. Speaking of funny men, um, we've got one of my favorite people outside of rugby circles, maybe including rugby circles, Steve Spears. He's going to be taking a call from us in about 10 minutes or so. Now, this guy is just incredibly funny. We've met him a couple of times. We've done a couple of videos with him. Um, a year or two ago, for the BBC. But I mean, you forget, you know what an actual great actor he is, and how much stuff he's been in. Like Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, he's been in um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead's Ma- uh, Dead Man's Chest, extras, extras, he's been on. Um, The Musketeer in two thousand and one. He's been on Cemetery Junction, another Cemetery Ricky Junction. Gervais film. Um
3: yeah. Upstart Crow, written by Ben Elton. Mm. And then he's Stella. done
2: things. Yeah, Stella. He's written and starred in The Tuckers, which was on BBC One. I, um, mm. I'm not sure if it was just in Wales or it was network, but, you know, then he's been Doctors, The Bill, New Tricks. So the guy's got a massive CV, does loads of pantos, one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Um, but the best thing he's done, which we're going to chat to him a little bit later, is. Is a cross between being dullard on extras or um, an online video on YouTube, which you can get called The Butcher. It's a five-minute oh, video. If you oh, type the in butcher. The Butcher, Steve Spears, it's some of his finest work. Now, it's quite explicit, so probably listen to it with earphones on. But I mean, it's a fly-on-the-wall little short story where Steve Spears plays a butcher and what do you call it a monologue or a
3: yeah soliloquy or something like that but it's very very good very very good indeed um remember when we did that video with bbc with him and he arrived and we've done loads of those videos at that point we you know we a couple of weeks before that i think it was will carling and we had a really good time and good yeah. bloke and all that sort of josh stuff steve spears turns up josh to loads of good nice people Steve Spears turns up and he's like, "Yeah, what I was thinking about this bit was boys," and he's got printed all out, mm. not rewritten it, but suggested different themes, suggested different ideas, redone the script with a few different ideas, and we're like, "Whoa, this guy is a professional!" Yeah, and he made it ten times as good as it was. He, played, <laughs> like he was. He'll take tricky. over
2: this podcast now. You wait. I
3: hope you so wait.
2: Um. Yeah. No, it was phenomenal, wasn't it? So, very, very good. Um, can't wait to chat to him. What uh, series you've been watching? What's been on? Flatman TV? I'll tell you
3: what I'm watching. Oh, the Innocence Files.
2: Okay. What is that on Netflix?
3: Yeah, on Netters. It is good. It's about the Innocence Project, and it is Which campaigning, is working to release. It's a, it's a basically a, a team of lawyers and researchers and wonderful people who Um free the innocent in the States, free the wrongly convicted. And some of the stuff you see on it is, you know, guys getting released from death row, spending 20 to 30 years in prison for things not they didn't do but they absolutely nowhere near did there was no evidence there was yeah and it's then but then it goes into a bit of detail on the things we rely on like eyewitness accounts which are which are unreliable the human memory is completely unreliable there's a brilliant podcast on that i think it's Malcolm Gladwell i'm not sure um but the human memory i mean it is com- i think it is Malcolm Gladwell but it's completely unreliable and we think Um, I think of our memory as basic, like our eyes as like video recorders, but we misremember things the whole time. And there are reasons why. Um, Mm. So there's a woman on there who is absolutely 100% confident. Lovely woman had a, was attacked horribly and she knew exactly who did it and she identified him then identified him again. Absolutely no hesitation. And for decades afterwards was absolutely certain it was the wrong man until DNA arrived. I think it was this one and said it categorically was not him it was Ooh. this guy and she looked at the guy who did it and she said i do not recognize anything about his face but the guy who didn't do it i'd have put my life on him being the guy really? in fact i did sent him to prison for life it's amazing then they meet afterwards it's amazing and it's not her fault that's the point but but we rely on it and it's completely unreliable
2: i always remember i can't remember the case uh, who got murdered, but there was a murder in a flat in Bristol, and the landlord came downstairs in front of the TV cameras and he yep. just looked the shadiest bloke ever and everyone was like that he 's done it it 's definitely him. look at him, he just had a look, yep, and it wasn 't um, but you would have put money on that as well because that you know especially with with murders, I mean a lot of the the people they think did it they 'll put in front of a camera straight away to see how they react to see if there's a bit of gloating to see you know their body language um in front of the camera
3: that that was made into a tv series that murder okay and i remember when that oh hang on my my hang on my apple watch is talking to me shut up um that was made into a um thought you living with a robot then I oh, know, a TV series that.
2: Got R2D to it.
3: And it was brilliant, right? The acting in it, was it Martin Sheen? I can't remember. It was absolutely brilliant. Honestly, mate, we'll dig it out. It is brilliant. Um, it'll be on iPlayer or something. And I remember it really well because, weirdly, um, I just know the area, I know the street, I know exactly where it was and that kind of stuff. So it sort of rings a
2: bell. Scoped it out, did you?
3: Yeah. And he came on screen and I did it I was new to Twitter at that point and I just said oh my god I said one of those stupid things you should never say and we all you know we all learn at different rates it was him and some, and I said oh god how creepy is that guy and then Kai Horseman who was at Worcester then I think then Chiefs he tweeted back and said mate what if you didn't do it and I was like yeah actually really good point I didn't really mean that um, but yeah I've done it on Twitter now so we all make mistakes but he didn't do it and it completely changed his life and it is the most it is the most brilliant se- little mini-series. You should watch it, fella. Everyone should watch it. It's I'm into so it. good.
2: I'm into it. I've been watching Series 3 of Fowder. Oh, yeah. Home. Good, eh? Um, Homeland. i got one more episode left on Series 8, the 12th one. That's been You're fantastic. You're cracking on, fella. Yeah. Um, watched the 2009 semi-final between Cardiff Blues and Leicester. That the kick-off one? Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch the game, but I watched the kickoff. Yeah. The penalty shootout. Oh, mate. It's so funny so funny I mean you just wish Martin Williams had got his kick because to see front row second row back row attempting you know a penalty shot in front of the post would have just been pure comedy value Yeah, gutted Uh, because it would have we've said it before
3: in this pod but if there's one forward you're back to get that kick it's him
2: oh I know I know but leans back tries to hook it takes like a corner basically but people forget Tom James missed his as well had a chance to win it. Um and also I'm gonna crack into the last dance, Michael Jordan documentary. Oh yeah. That there's two episodes that have been released by Netflix. I can't wait to get into that. Um, do you see that tweet from
3: the night about Nike? Yeah. Yeah. The get out clauses they had when they signed up Michael Jordan. They could get out of the contract if he didn't win rookie of the year, one mm-hmm. in get out of the contract if he didn't sell $4 million worth of trainers in the first year or something, sold $70 million worth in two months. Incredible. And then would he be I was something like MVP and top scorer or something? It's like, yep, did both. Unreal. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah.
2: Unreal. So, yeah, that's um, that's going to be really good. What a legend he was as well. Crikey. Was he a good bloke? Yeah, no, we got on all right. We got all right. right. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be a little bit about him when we met up for for drinks. You know, you'd have to play to his ego a little bit. It'll turn everything into into him uh, stories. Oh, about Mike, him. tell us about that time. Yeah, he loves that, doesn't he? You know, when you say you get like a a new dog, or you talk, and he'll talk about the time he like adopted tigers, ligers. Yeah, I've got a leopards. theory
3: on a theory on legends. Okay, um, I think it's harder to become. A proper icon, legend now, than it was then. Partly because everyone is so visible, so everyone is visible to everyone.
2: Well, so you scrutinise more.
3: You scrutinise so much more than you used to be. So we have, you know, we know a lot more about Wayne Rooney's private life than we do about Michael Jordan's. We know a lot more about Ronaldo, even though he seems to want to keep himself private, or Messi's tax affairs, or whatever. We know a lot about people, mm. and. I'm a big sports fan, love Michael Jordan, couldn't tell you the first thing about his personal life. Maybe it's all on Google, whatever, but it's not been in front of us the whole time. Mm. I wonder if social media has just made it harder, easier to become high profile, harder to become a bona fide legend.
2: That is true. But then also it's whether, I suppose, the press have got some sort of vendetta against you as well. And whether it's it's how likeable you are, I suppose, as well. Maradona, legend, but... He's had a few headlines.
3: Yeah, equally, I always think you know, vendetta is a a funny one, an odd an odd one because actually, if I'm in the media, which I guess we are, but we're not news journalists, um, you know, it is your and you have news, and it is your job to report the news. Yeah. I'm not talking about paparazzi. I'm talking about you know this superstar caught doing drugs in a nightclub. You write it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of um, I guess there's always a there's always in a uh, Yeah, but some people get away with it. Write it. Some
2: people get away with it easier than others. You know, the, there's a huge factor of being likeable in the press and likable in the media. You know, some things mm. are, are more quickly swept under the carpet than others.
3: Don't suppose you read the um, thing in the Sunday Times yesterday did you? The thir- the basically the about Boris Johnson and the government's handling of the
2: initial stages of I haven't had time to read it Come yet, on. but I Oof. mean uh, yeah, let's try and keep this positive. Punchy. It's also, punchy. also, I've got something else to read about. There are something like six or seven people in China that try to expose this um, outbreak. What happened to them? Early. Well, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. A few are dead and others can't be found.
3: What I've noticed is like on the odd, very rare occasion that I've retweeted an article from the Times, or the Sunday Times about rugby or whatever, People really object to the fact that it's behind a paywall. They're like, "Oh, it's all right for you." And one guy said to me, "It's all right for you. We can't afford it." I said, "Okay, um, that's ten pounds a month. I choose to spend on that. That's fine." Um, and I'm lucky to be able to do it. Equally, you can take a free a couple of free articles or a free article and just read it if you want. You can do a free trial and. No obligation to sign up. I don't work for the Times, by the way. It's, a, it's an odd thing, but people, I think, these days expect top-of-the-range journalism to always be free, and I think it just doesn't work like that. Well, it if you want to read the Times,
2: you've got to buy it from a newspaper shop anyway. So Yeah, or get an app
3: and pay for the app, but it's like just, it's, it's I don't know, it's an, it's an odd notion that it should be for free. But it's also it's, a very really
2: well-respected well paper as well, so, you know, I mostly read it for the sport. Me too actually um because i think i've got some of the best sport correspondents so
3: but the best the best sport
2: isn't free you don't go
3: and watch liverpool for free <laughs> you know yeah you have to pay you have to pay every time you go mm. it's like it's um i find it really odd that people think it should be free um equally I there are other papers with paid subscriptions i don't have subscriptions to because i don't want to spend that much money every month on newspaper apps but
2: do you um anyway you still subscribe to readers wise
3: yeah, gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Director. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Direct yeah, editor, yeah. Well, gold member now. I get a month of year free now. Right. So that's uh, good stuff. Right, shall we give uh, Steve a call? Let's speak to him, shall we? Let's do it.
5: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.
2: Stephen, Stephen Spears. (laughs) How are you?
4: His little face face lit up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right, mate. I'm not too bad. How are you?
2: Yeah. um, I've been better, but.
4: You've been better.
2: What can you do, eh?
4: Yeah. Well, you're used to isolation, Shanks. You were never really near that backline at all. You were. (laughs) I
3: don't he know, also mate. doesn't get invited to that many places,
2: oh, yeah. like socially. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. It's all. Oh, hey,
4: I gotta say though, um, watching the match the other day, they've oh, been re-showing some stuff. Now, come on, I want to start with the positive. Right.
2: Um,
4: what do you think of Jonathan Davis in <laughs> the Tour 2017? Wasn't he just
2: a different oh, level? He took well
0: to
3: play to another level entirely. Didn't
2: unplayable. He?
3: But
4: I tell you, you what, great. I tell you what, boys,
2: you ask him to to chase a kick on the wing and stop a quick throw-in, he's knackered. Yeah. <laughs> he's absolutely knackered.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. thing is, yeah. Steve, there's a, lot, there's a lot to be said for just continually turning up at work. Yeah. Just keep turning up, and eventually you will get a job.
4: Well, that's that's basically my career, really. Mm,
3: exactly.
4: So I, 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 you just knock on the door, knock on the door, <laughs> loud, uh, loud desperation, and eventually they'll let you in.
2: Yeah, well, you know, you were the head, you were a taxi driver, you were a BMW man. Butcher, Porthos, yeah. Tinker, yeah.
4: not a name, not a name mentioned in any of those characters. No. Sloane,
2: <laughs> social worker, but but you've also done some incredible stuff as well. I mean, what would you say? What would you say was
4: your Where first? Where did you dig that out? Okay? You <laughs> got a lot of time on his. Hands. I had to go
2: to yeah. the library to the archives. Yeah. What Dear was God. what would you say your first big break was in Acton?
4: acting? Acting, um, well, I. I did have uh, a one point. I had quite a sort of flourishing film career. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I, I did. Uh, I was over in America for a while doing things. I did. I did Star Wars.
2: Yeah,
4: um, and I did Pirates of the Caribbean. I did uh, the, you know, the Musketeer. That I did quite a few things over there. And, and there was a point I was thinking when my agent was trying to get me to to go over there to live. You know um uh, so was my wife actually but um but no, <laughs> i was i was i was but but i remember having an interview with the agents over there yeah and i remember looking around, and i said to the agent i said where are all the children it's like you know it was like kitty bang bang you didn't see any kids there yet. yeah <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs>
2: Indiana jones in yeah. the temple of doom
4: yeah, I know, and I thought where are all the kids, so I couldn't see me fitting with a young family and all the rest of it. But no, I, I, there was a point at which um, I had, uh, you know, I had this sort of film career going, and it, and, it, and it was great. And um, I remember, um, yeah, you no, know, I remember I remember spending a lot of time with them back and forth, and and it, and it was interesting. You know, I was doing Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. At the same time, I was doing um, extras over here, actually, with Ricky, and, yeah. Uh, but I remember thinking at the time, you know, you're over there, and you're, you're you're very much a small cog in a massive wheel. Ten days to film some sequence where a kraken comes out and and eats you, and and, and all this nonsense. And they're cranes, they're not real, by the way. Tom, these krakens. Okay. No, they're not, fellas. Mm. They, they're special effects, and, that. and um, you know, and 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 I was thinking, well, it's you know, ten days, you get a minute if you're on screen. There's a lot of money. You don't. You're not part of it, really. But then you go and do something like Extras and, and yeah. you know, comedy and, and you're, you're engaged and you're part of it and and you're working and you're doing what you're supposed to be good at. So,
2: How did you get that role then on Extras as Dullard?
4: Uh, I auditioned for that.
2: Oh, just be yourself, oh, yeah.
4: was it? Yeah, just auditioned for
3: it, yeah. Is that Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant sitting behind a desk with yeah. and a couple of nerds looking yes. at you and shaking their heads or what is it? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty much it. Yeah, they just sit there. It's like any comedy casting. I mean, comedy castings are very serious. and comedy very, you're Basically, you're walking. Um, you do your stuff. People just tend to look at you as you're the unfunniest thing or like a piece of shite on their shoe yeah. that has just come in. Um, and uh, nod, and you don't know really whether it's gone down or not. And then they give you a booking or not.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's also it's, a real—it's a cult series, that extras. Do you still get recognised yeah. a lot in the street for, oh,
4: for yeah, being it's, dullard it's, or, is,
2: or is it other characters that you've played?
4: Yeah, no, I mean that one especially. It's, it's, been, it's always what, what's current of what I'm doing, that what's been on recently. But yeah. there's real aficionados of that sort of stuff, and um, you know, and they know the lines. They know the lines more than I know the lines. Um, they recognize you know, God knows how long. Ago. It was quite a sort of cult episode within it as well. Yeah. And I, you know, I just did. Um, I've just done a bit on Afterlife with Ricky. You now oh, have ste- you? Oh, yeah, 2 yeah. Oh, brilliant. Suit, yeah, yeah, it's cracking, and. Um, you know, it's it's difficult with him in terms of uh, we both we both quite gigglers. You know, we both laugh a bit, um, yeah. and and the corpse and stakes are high when we when we're together. Yeah, <laughs> he he, go, he goes very quickly with me for some reason, <laughs> but but also the way he works is just, so if you're you know as in life and as when we're chatting now, there's little interjections and people. So if you're doing a speech and I had quite a long speech in this afterlife, and then what Ricky does is. You'll just interject as you do in your speech. You know? So you'll be doing something. people go, Yeah, right. Mm, yeah, yeah. And the little, the little thing. You put in and I'm like, oh fuck it, Greg, right? i am gone now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't... So, who broke he just first? You. Who
2: broke first then when you do when you're filming your scenes with Ricky?
4: Um oh Ricky. Oh crash. Yeah. No go! Yeah, yeah, straight away. Uh I am sort of close behind my when we did the sequence in um Extras, where we're both when I take Ricky out to dinner and invite him to see uh, We Will Rock You. Yeah. We Will Rock You. And uh, uh, that sequence eating the soup there.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: I, I think eventually we filmed it with neither of us, actually. <laughs> There's very few two shots, if you look. Yeah. There's one shot of one. Yeah, all singles, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, you, couldn't, you couldn't use this as a two because it was practically impossible. And Steve was behind the monitor and Steve was laughing in the beginning, but... After about three hours of
3: this it seems like come on, guys. He's not happy anymore. Yeah, it wears thin. So you're basically like a pair of children. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. 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 It but, used it used to be um years ago, Steve, this is about you, but I, I'm the same as you, I'm a giggler.
4: Yeah.
3: And Julian White, the old England prop, was also a serious giggler and the funniest man ever. Yeah. Uh, except you two. And um <laughs> we we just look at each other and laugh. And in the end we were so disruptive in England squad meetings. That um, we were both on about seven or eight caps. I didn't get any more, and he got another forty. So I think they just got rid of me because I was ruining the meetings. That's the only explanation <laughs> I've got, mate. It cannot have been talent.
2: <laughs> one of the hardest things, laughing through every meeting. One of the hardest things Flats and I had to do was a scene with Andy Powell before. A little video we oh, did. But, oh, Steve. we got. Oh, all he's going to do is drive up to the side of the car in a golf buggy and ask us for directions, but we just couldn't. All right, all it. which way to the M4? Finished. <laughs> couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. <laughs> It comes up. He goes, "Hey, Dave." So no, you can't call him Dave. You're not meant to know us. And, oh, and anyway, again. it's
3: flats because it's flats and shanks and each other thing. And he was like, "Dave," uh, that was it finished? And then he, then he about take ten, and he's like, he's he's worn out the grass on this golf buggy, so he's just putting his foot down and he's just wheel spinning and doing donuts. Oh, well,
0: so,
4: ah, yeah, right. the worst thing with that is when you're in that situation, you just know it gets to the point that. You're aware that he's coming. You're thinking, I know he's coming now. He's coming up on Episcope. Yeah. You can sort of feel that he's yeah. coming. You can't, and you can't look. You can Even if you catch sight of like a shirt sleeve or something, you're gone. Finished. You can't look at each other. Gone. Absolutely yeah. finished. Um, your, your
3: role in Afterlife then, are you still auditioning or are you at the point now where you get a call from Ricky Gervais and he says, uh, come and be in this thing?
4: Yeah. No, he calls now, which is great. And he did after, um, after Extras, actually. We did uh we did a film called cemetery junction brilliant film. loved it yeah um, you tell a great joke about
2: noddy but we won't say it on here <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's quite <laughs> one of the best jokes yeah. that
4: yeah uh, uh so, yeah that and then um i'd work with steve as well after and then then he just rang and said look i've, I've written this character would you like to do it and he sent the stuff through and it was fantastic you know so yeah no it was a real uh it was a real joy i was i was i was up there with him uh, yeah, end of last year. So it's, I think it's coming out soon, actually,
3: Buns. It is, yeah. It's, it's yeah, this this month, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's it's an interesting one because you you obviously work with him. He's sort of a colleague, I yeah. guess. You two are mates now and stuff. And we, he he's one of those guys where it's like you drive along the motorway and you see ten thousand cat's eyes put into the road, and you think, who invented those? It's so obvious. Yes. And you watch Ricky Gervais things and you think, well, surely someone else could produce stuff that's this good because it doesn't seem that complicated. He's not producing documentaries, but you think hardly anyone is able to produce things on the level that he is repeatedly. So do you look at him as a genius as well as oh, us?
0: Yeah.
4: I, I, yeah, he's so skilled. He's so crafted. And, you know, when we were doing... <clears throat> he's, I mean, he's directing Afterlife. He's writing Afterlife. He's the star of Afterlife. And he's producing Afterlife. So when I was stood opposite him doing that Well, I won't tell you what the character is. It's a sort of guest... Uh, but, but when I'm stood opposite him, so he's the other side of the camera, close to the camera, so he's acting opposite you. Yeah. But you can see he's self-editing it as he's going on, so you've got to stop and give direction. He's set up the camera anyway. So he's, he's got about three or four hats on at the same time. And when I was doing, you know, the Takas recently, I just yeah. knew that I wouldn't be able to – I'd written it, and I was I was leading in it, and I just didn't want to direct it as well. Um, And I think that it takes a certain type of person to be able to do that at that level. And I do think it's that element and uh, the the level of control he has that, you know, he's got a really good radar for spotting much shite very quickly. (laughs) Um, And I think that that's part of the success.
2: There'll be a lot of people listening to this, Steve, that don't know what the Tuckers is. Um, Right. Do you want to give a little explanation (laughs) about what you've done and what you've written? Thanks for that, John. A little plug for you. (laughs)
4: Yeah, just, just, I've never really... I've got to say, I don't know if that's a plug or not, Tom, really, because most people... Not be that many you know. Plug, they <laughs> yeah. would say something like, well, listen, the tax is fantastic, and obviously a lot of people seen it. I've now been led with, well, there's a lot of people <laughs> that won't give a flying fuck about it. Today. Quite frankly, you ain't heard of it. Never seen it. No intention of it. But I do feel that after the way you've introduced it, the- <laughs> I will change something
2: think <laughs> it uh, was for flats he's got such posh mates and such posh followers that they they wouldn't watch anything with a, a broken no, no, scooter
3: I, I want i wanted to ask you if it was filmed in i i look at it and i'm guessing it was filmed in wales Mirtha. something was it in Mirtha? uh
4: but no it wasn't in Merthor, it was it, it's in a place called st Gened, which is just sort of one of the first families you can get to out of car yeah. yeah and it's picturesque it's basically it's a story about a family called the Tecker bit rugged bit ragged um, sort of coping trying to survive uh, in uh, tough circumstances and um, yeah and it, and it's just about them really and and uh, and they're sort of like a little look into their into their lives it's based um, quite uh, well, well, I say Lucy, but it's based on my family as uh, when I was a kid.
3: Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Right. okay. Now, yeah. you're,
2: you're my second favourite actor in the Tuckers yeah. um, because on. your mother, who the lady who plays your mother, <laughs> she's great. She, she's the script yeah. that you've written for her is just phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bit oh, of a dirty mouth on her. Yes,
4: yeah, she is. <laughs> quite she <has> sexual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's great, Lynn Hunter. i have been aware of her. She yeah. was on my radar for quite a while when I was doing things. I wanted to get her in at some point. That was a nice thing, really. I could get in people I just really trusted. Yeah, Bob Poo's, you know, magnificent, brilliant. Um, He plays. I did have a Grandpa Murphy that did uh, live in the outside toilet. He wouldn't come in the house. From uh, (laughs) family of (laughs) travellers, he wouldn't come in at all. Like you'd have to drag him, him, kicking and (laughs) screaming indoors. Um, So yeah, and. uh, I can't really say who Glenn's based on because he's, he's a close family member. and
3: uh, he never to, him. <laughs> yeah, to make it political. I just, yeah. you know, I, watching it, right, it got me to a point where, you know, when someone says, I was going to do, I was almost like, I was going to get you a present. You'd have loved that, wouldn't you? But I didn't. I was going to do something that I thought was really funny and just didn't. Maybe I will do after lockdown. But I, there's a shop in Bath where I remember from when I had injuries back when I was a rugby player. And you can hire for like 11 quid a day a mobility scooter, basically. So I I took it around town a few times, and it was it was you know it was brilliant because so I had a leg in a cast and whatever couldn't yeah. couldn't oh, walk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I got the and I actually Googled it, and the shop is still there, and it's gone up to like thirteen pounds a day. I was just going to get one bring it home and then just film myself going from my front door to next door and asking for a pint of milk and then reversing it back yeah. just send it to you just for my own amusement
2: oh I'd
4: love that I'd love that do that do that for
2: me. I'll do that you bought an electric yeah. bike instead didn't you it's, for 10 yeah. grand so.
4: It's, been, uh, <laughs> it's, so it's been out on BBC Wales and it's on iPlayer now yeah I am pleased to say that it's had a fantastic response you know on social media and the public seem to really taken to it so it's had great viewing figures here and, and we Really big famous um, on on iPlayer. So um, well,
3: it's, it's funny and people like it's just funny yeah. and it's it's easily yeah. funny. Like you there's, you can't imagine someone who wouldn't laugh at it. That's what I always think when I watch oh, yes. good comedies. Like, we're kissing yes. your ass now. You're not a great bloke. But anyway, there you go. <laughs>
4: <laughs> You've, um, well, it's a sitcom. It's unashamedly what it says on the tin. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's nothing that's making any sort of big social commentary. It's just a sitcom, which is there for you to have a laugh on a Friday night. You know? So
2: you're at home, right? You're isolated. What are you doing with your time now? Are you, you writing scripts? Are you well, um, writing a cookbook yeah, uh, with some of the all right, <laughs> hula hoops,
3: cheese?
4: Yeah, well, what happened was I decided to, uh, to share some of my lockdown recipes yeah. on, on Twitter. And I just thought of quite a simple one, which is um, you get a piece of bread, butter it, right, right to the edges, like right to the side. And then you put a load of Doritos on it. Then get the other piece of bread and butter that to the edges, you know, proper. And you put it on top and I call it Dorito Sandwich. Right. So it went down quite well. I yep. thought that's quite bad. So I started to share some of my uh, other recipes. Uh, my lettuce wrap surprise, mm. which is uh, a lettuce, one of those foldy lettuces. It's not a crispy one. And in the middle of that, you put some hula hoops, mm. grated cheese, mayonnaise. You roll it up like a cigar. <laughs> Top oh, of your yeah. face. looking good there. And then you eat it. Uh, lettuce wrap surprise, the surprise being it really isn't as shit as it sounds. <laughs> a bit of fun. Um, I finished off with my uh, ultimate half and half, uh, yeah. which is a sandwich of um, hula hoops, knickknacks, grated cheese and mayonnaise. There is a theme in this, about <laughs> yeah. the theme being, like all great Chefs, that's my signature dish, um, the theme being mayonnaise, cheese and crisps.
2: Mm, okay.
4: But I think I'm going to call the book, uh, you know, eat your way to an early heart attack. Uh, You know, you won't have to worry about what's going on in the world uh, if you follow my
3: questions. No, I'm thinking that. I recently hit 40, Steve, and I'm thinking, would I want to go out before I hit 50 having eaten really well, or do I want to be really boring? And realistically, a man of my bulk isn't going to make 80. So what a... (laughs) I don't know I'm 50-50 at the moment do you know what I did the other day though you recommended oh, I saw that you recommended a glaze a rub for my uh, a yeah. glaze for my roast duck and I used it yeah. took it and used it It's brilliant what was it like good Lush, absolutely lush.
4: Oh, I gotta say, mate, that looked absolutely stunning. That's a great machine you got there. It's a smoker as well,
3: we Yeah, it's at just there. a Gamado Joe, but it's just a grill. But you have got a little attachment you stick on it with a rotisserie, and rotisserie because it spins itself around slowly. Hardly any drips come off it, so it bastes itself. Yeah. It's
2: really nice. You said now flats, but you didn't tag Steve in your post with a duck. I did, so, I did, I did. Well. Yeah, I saw it. It, it, it
3: is fantastic. Your original
2: post activity. or not?
3: I think I think I can't remember.
2: No, you're fake, oh, mate. Um, we got a guy called Tom Biggs, Steve, right? Who used to play rugby. He's like. He's yep. like Mick Hucknell on steroids, basically. <laughs> or slash protein. Uh, but he he wants to know, and he's a he's a listener of the pod. Um your best film in location and favourite film franchise, Star Wars or Pirates of the Caribbean?
4: Uh, Pirates. Yeah. I never really got Star Wars. I'm a more of a Star Trek person. And uh I love Star Trek. Especially um Voyager, I think it's fantastic all well of that series. Okay. But uh, but we were in um when we were doing pirates, it was great because I got to go to <clears throat> when I was doing it was the second one. So we were actually filming in the Caribbean, you know. And so I got to go to St. Vincent and Beckwi and um yeah, all of the big islands. Lovely. It was just beautiful. Eck was the most incredible little island. So yeah, no, definitely Pirates of the Caribbean. That was a great time that was.
2: We had a little chat um before you come on. We're just telling people about some of the stuff you've been in. And one of Flats and my favourite sort of sketches that you've done has to be the butcher. I remember you showed, first time I met Steve properly, we did a, uh, we learned to speak Welsh, we we'll tried to learn to speak Welsh for a week Wait. in McCuntleth, I can't even say the word. Um you what? Yeah, exactly. You what? And um, there's only, we realised at the end of it, really, of this week, that it's very difficult to learn Welsh when you're staying up till three or four in the morning, drinking organic yeah. wine, and... <laughs> You know, I'm I'm finding that I'm that I'm, yeah. the the life and story of Billy Joel. Which... Yeah. <laughs> um, but you show me the butcher there. Now we I'll tweet a link later to show everyone and point them in the right direction. But yeah, was that all of your thinking? You know, was it based on a character you uh, knew? Because it's wonderful, mate. It's one of the uh, best five minutes is, of TV uh, I've seen. It is
4: funny. It is funny. That was I was asked to do that. By um, people I would worked with, Joe Wilkinson and David Earle. David's in uh, Afterlife. He does quite a bit of Ricky stuff as well. He plays this character called Brian Gittins, which is the same sort of former character in whatever he does. And uh, <laughs> and, um, and Joe Wilkinson, and they said, "Look, oh, we've got this idea of a butcher. Uh, it was just miserable. Yeah, and contempt this shop. And we went. I just went there on a Saturday morning, when it was closed on a Sunday morning." And we just started, you know, they'd written this little script and it was playing around with it. And You know, it's, um, yeah, it's, I, I do like it. It's difficult to say without swearing what it's
2: Yeah, about. I mean, put some earphones in if yeah. you're going to watch it, is yeah. what I would say.
4: Yeah, yeah. not. For the turn kids. it
2: up. It is. Yeah. It, how old is it? When was that?
4: Well, um, it's got to be five years now,
3: perhaps. Yeah, I love it. It's brilliant. I, I've got a question for you, which is, you know, when you, um, actually, I won't bother explaining the question. I'll just ask it. Yeah. Who's your favourite actor? Uh, is that so I possible?
4: Been, yeah, yeah. In it's like, I had a great time. Um, Patrick Swayze. Oh. I to, yeah, I was. It was brilliant. It was very like when I'm doing my filming time. I um, so I was doing a I was doing a film in um, Budapest with Billy Zane and Michael Madsen. Right? Yeah. It's called it's called The Last Drop. If you get a chance, you can get it out on DVD and that. Okay. Uh, and I was playing this um, German accountant. And that sort of sounded, now I look back at it, a bit like he came from somewhere between Hamburg and Triorki. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Guten Tag, Bert. <laughs> danke, Bert. <laughs> oh, danke. Oh, danke, danke. Crack it.
3: Danke. What do you call me? what
2: was the Lager? <laughs>
4: Yeah. <laughs> so I um, So, so, so is, anyway, so there we are. Say, it's a skill to do that, sort of accent. Um, and uh, and I was doing. It. Michael Madsen was starring Billy Zane, but my agent, had double booked me, and I was also doing this film called Icon with Patrick Swayze. Yeah, in which I play a Russian. <laughs> now my Russian is a little bit, My Russian. Is I'd say much more of the Murther Edge than the actual
3: <laughs> Moscow, <laughs> the, Moscow. The, the
4: Moscow Edge. It's more Murther than Moscow, <laughs> but um, but again, you know, worth a look just to see the incredible range. Uh, <laughs> I have. Um, so, uh, so I was booked, and uh, my agent to get me out anyway. He's, he's trying to get me out now. I mean, he's like one of those Americans, like with Platinum. Yeah,
3: on. yeah. Get yeah. in
4: work. Get in work. So um, uh, so, so he, he double booked me and didn't tell them. So they both producers were going bonkers. But when I was in to, anyway, they, they let me off to do two days with Patrick. So I had a car come and pick me up. The major said, It's fine. He said, No, no, we can do this easy. He said, You're just going to go on in the car in Budapest. They're going to pop you across to Sofia, pop you across. That's about 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 12 hours. Pop, they pop you across here, So I spend the whole night just going on this terrible taxi drive and to work with Patrick Straight. So as I go, Michael Madsen, who'd, um, by the way, had been drinking about a bottle of tequila a day at this point, uh, wasn't really remembering the nice very well. And so he said... Uh, Hey, uh, so where, they, uh, where, where, where are you going? What's what's, ha- what's happening? Who what are you going to see? So I'm going to see Patrick Swayze. He went, Crazy Swayze. <laughs> I said, Yeah. I said, uh, Crazy. He said, you, you fucking tell this man. He said, You tell Crazy. You go up to him, you say you're crazy, Swayze. You tell him, I told him this. I went, Oh, okay. All right. All right. So he said, I want to know what he says. So I'm in the taxi driver going on a twelve hours. Oh, fucking, I've not mut- met Patrick Swayze, and I've got to go up and say you're crazy, Swayze. You know, and it's a bit much isn't it. So anyway, we get there to twelve hours. We get into Sophia, get the studio, get my costume up. This is Patrick. He goes, hey. So I said, hey, crazy Swayze, you're crazy Swayze. He looked at me. And he said you've been fucking talking to Mad Dog Madsen. (laughs) I said, Mad Dog? He said, you go back to that Mad Dog Madsen and you tell him he's fucking insane. (laughs) So I I spent these two films driving back and forth with messages between Madsen and Mad Dog and Crazy, as I know that now. And basically, (laughs) a bit of a wind-up because they were big mates and they used to drink together with Robert Downey Jr. And they, they were quite known for tearing me up. Yeah. And they'd obviously seen me as some, um, you know, little boy from Germany come Hamburg. <laughs> <Moscow, didn't> that they? <laughs> <laughs> they thought, well, we'll send him on a little run around. Moscow um, Tidville. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They basically sent me around all of my accents. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, that's
3: perfect. Uh, um. What's next for you, Steve? I know post lockdown, have you got anything in the diary?
4: Yeah. Um, are you unemployed like us? It I'm writing... <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? Unemployable. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, unemployable. Yeah, un- yeah my, my agent said he booked me into the new theatre in Cardiff for Friday, insisting I go to work. I said, Nobody comes. He said, Nobody comes anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> now i'm writing uh, i'm very lucky when i was i was in the west end um doing uh Upstart crow the ben elton comedy when yeah. when they checked us all out and i'm glad they did because you know you know when you sort of get a self-preservation instinct and i just i was on that tube going this is wrong shouldn't be Getting whatever. out of here yeah um so i was glad when they they us out. I was halfway through putting my codpiece on when they said go. I've never got out of a codpiece quicker in my life, to be honest. With
2: you. Should have kept um, it on.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, I brought it. For, I it back for you, Tom. Obviously, <laughs> you will
3: finish. You'll finish that after lockdown, will you? You think?
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, no, because we would do. We would do to run until end of April, I think, something like that. So, okay. Um, yeah, but I was very lucky um, that I had a. Project that I'm, I'm writing at the moment, which, like all actors who've got nothing on, say they can't talk about it. Yes, yeah. I genuinely can't. <laughs> it.
3: Just, are we um, in it? Are we Shanks yeah. and I in it?
4: You are now, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs>
3: Thank
4: <laughs> you. Now, I know, now I know that you're fans of the Tuckers, and yeah. not see why you can't pass me on your own mobility scooter. When now you're... you know that
3: we're really, really cheap. Could work.
2: Yeah. And I'm really good. I reckon
3: at... I could do a better Welsh accent than Shanks, mind.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm great <laughs> at stealing got... as well. No, I gotta say that. That's Just
2: call me Fagan.
4: The, the worst introduction to a show to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah Nobody would have heard of it. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Just got out just got out of prison for some pretty nasty stuff. Yeah. Here's Steve Spears, everyone.
2: <laughs> can't big you up too much, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Um but anyway, look, mate, thanks for thanks for chatting to us. Pleasure. Cheers, Dave. Um, lovely. Look forward to having a drink with you when this is, period is over because I'm not turning yeah. down any social after this.
4: Oh, no. No, it's going to be fantastic. Yolo. It's going to be great, isn't it? Yeah. I, but I, I mean, I, I think they're thinking, of the, I don't know when they're going to open, but when those pubs open, I think it's going to be like a International Day for a month, isn't it? You know? Yeah. It's
3: like October everywhere. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Six deep at the bar, double rounding, the toilets full of piss. It'd be great.
3: <laughs> it'd be perfect, wouldn't it? It'd yeah, perfect. it'd be perfect. It'd be a happy day. Hey, good luck. Good luck. Keep yeah. eating.
2: Hey, nice one, Steve.
4: <laughs> Cheers, Steve. Yeah, okay. What up, okay. mate? Thanks, Alex. It's good to see you. To good luck, luck with bye. the tuckers. Bye. All bye. right.
2: Cheers, mate. Mate, so good chatting to Steve Spears, isn't it?
4: Yeah,
3: he's, um, he's great because he's he's one of our favourite comedian, comedic actors, but he's also a really nice man she's mm, lovely i know great fun know. to talk to talk to him all day couldn't you I
2: feel a little bit bad I, I didn't big up the tuckers as much as I, I probably should have but then you know you don't want him to get a big head do you and he just becomes arrogant like all our other actor friends
3: yeah Oh, ricky gervais always texting me and like he's facetiming me during lockdown and all that stuff and it's like you know sometimes it doesn't even call him gervais
2: be- just calls him ricky
3: him Richard and Ricardo, and you know, sometimes it takes a mate, a proper mate like you, to bring someone back down to earth and tell them that no one knows what their program is.
2: Exactly, exactly. Doesn't it? Um, look, we're going to go out for a beer with him because, as I said, I'm not turning down any social after this period. Will you
3: invite me to come out with Steve Spears? Because he would, he would invite you, but he wouldn't have my number. So, will you? Can you invite me so I can come?
2: He'd like you as well because you like the same size. So.
3: Yeah, exactly. We look the same. We look the same.
2: And he yeah. wouldn't like just going out with two sort of highly tuned athletes like myself and Tom Evans. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. But you have to invite me with Jason Fox, though. All
3: right, you invite me with Spearsy. I'll enjoy you. I'll invite you with Fox. Or though. we
2: could just amalgamate them both.
3: Mate, we'll have to have bodyguards. We can go out with Foxy, won't we,
2: mate? Imagine the attention, the press. He and I going to get pub to pub.
3: That he and I, the attention he and I are going to get. Oh. <sighs> It's going to be, it won't be a nightmare. It'd be great. We'll love it. Pretend it's a nightmare. Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go?
2: It's got to be somewhere that I'll serves probably, food. It's got to be somewhere.
3: hire a restaurant, hire a whole restaurant out or something.
2: It's got to be somewhere that serves alcohol and somewhere where you can have a fight and not get in trouble.
3: Five guys pizza, burgers, sorry. Five guys.
2: Because there's no point going out with someone like Foxy if you're not going to get in trouble and he's, no. he can sort it out then, can't he? No problem.
3: Wait for wait for someone to step out of line in a kebab shop, chin them, pressure points, done.
2: I don't even mm. think he used to do that. It'd just be a red dot on them, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, of course they would. Yeah. All right, fella. Yeah. Well, um, well we done.
3: Don't, we don't, we don't want to see anyone die, but if someone is like attacking an OAP or something and Foxy puts them down, that'd be all right, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah. Uh, use his plastic. Because would miss them. And use plastic ties then for the wrists.
3: Yeah, because he'd miss them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No one. Pressure points. Um, all right, good luck to you, fella. Uh,
2: just before we go, Flats, um, yeah. I have to mention that it is Wayne Barnes' birthday today. I'm sure, I think he's 46 or 47.
3: He's 45. He's 45, Shanks. Okay, 45. Don't stitch him up. He's 45.
2: Um, so, Barnesy, happy birthday. Um, I know you've got a lot of presents from your lovely wife, Polly, and your your family and everything. They were left on your door. I know you've got a lot of vouchers for Millets, uh Ray Mears' autobiography, um, some Solomon trainers, a mallet for a load of tent pegs that you needed because it's hurting your fingers and feet. putting them into the ground. A utility belt. You also got some I got him, Gore-Tex. I got a Leatherman. Socks. A
3: Gore-Tex socks, brilliant. I got him a Leatherman. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I, a Leatherman pocket tool. But I've all, I've always called them what? Barnsies. I've always called them Wayne Barnsies because they are complete tools, aren't they?
2: That's where it comes from, is it? Yeah, that's complete why tool. All oh, right. Yeah. I got him some caffeine shampoo because.
3: Yeah, that will help.
2: Looks like he needs it.
3: It's just a shame. Jokes aside, that he's that he's had to announce his retirement during lockdown, isn't it? But anyway, he's been the best ref in the world for a while now. Um, I thought he Gordon I thought he retired after
2: the World Cup semi final.
3: It did, but it kind of went under the under the radar. But he's now officially retired. By I got gotcha. so that. Is um, he'll gotcha. be will be, be missed, won't he? Um, by, by some missed by yeah. some. Yeah, yeah. Right. He he will miss he will miss it.
2: I think it will be. I think it'd be missed by. Sort of fellow referees that are after legal advice. You know, in the, yeah, in
3: the... he, he will miss refereeing, is, is really the thing. Mm. Um, but anyway, he's retired now. He's 45. Happy birthday, Barnsley.
2: Three cheers for Barnsley. All right.
3: Hip hip. See yeah. you guys.
2: Bye bye.
5: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.